With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's a little bit after nine o'clock. We were actually going to get started on time until my daughter started bugging me about something. But hey, as a Steelers fan, where else would you rather be? And with me as always, except when he's not, is my big brother Rich. Rich, how's the air up there tonight? We'll just breathe in another Steeler victory. Again, not pretty. Again, not exciting. Again, they somehow figured out how to get a W. Yeah, how to get a W, how to get a W. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I haven't really been looking forward to doing this show tonight. I'm kind of exhausted with a lot of Steeler fans. Not all Steeler fans, a lot. But then I got to thinking about this show, and I'm like, you know, the people that are here on this show and in the live chat, they're a little bit different. Now, sometimes we'll get some weirdy comments on YouTube after the fact, but the ones that are here live and everything, they're a little bit more. But man, some people were just exhausting. And I, I don't, I know you're not always on Twitter or anything. This actually went out on our YouTube channel as well. But uh, didn't know if you've ever watched any of Jeff Hartman's grilling thoughts that he's been doing, these little shorts. Um, but he did one tonight, and he's just like, can we stop with the Kenny Pickett debate? And he kind of teased that he's going to talk about it on Let's Ride tomorrow. So I'm really looking forward to that show. And you know what? He's, I, I agree with him wholeheartedly. It's just kind of exhausting. But we're going to get into that because we're going to talk about a lot of different things from this game. And then there's a there's a question that we're going to ask about him as we go. We're not going to just focus on the, on the question that's the title of the show. We're going to apply this to a lot of things as we go. And that is, are the Steelers only winning by not losing? So what do we mean by that? People are like, well, isn't that kind of 
if you're not losing, you're winning, and unless you're talking about ties or whatever. Now, what do we mean by that, Rich? Hello? Well, <laughs> the, my first general thought is they're winning, but I'm not all that excited about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, my thing is it's not that I'm not excited about it because you know what I've decided? I'm really tired of the fans that are like, it only matters if they win in the postseason. You know what? You know what you're doing? You're robbing yourself of four months. You might as well not even watch the regular season. If you only care about winning in the postseason, then don't watch the games now. Just don't. If that's all you care about, then you then you can't even enjoy a Steelers game now. So don't watch it. Just don't. Wait until the playoffs. Try to get to know the team then. Playoffs? If all the, yep, if that's all that matters, you know. Uh, don't, don't, don't tell me you're going to maybe have to go. Playoffs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Playoffs? Well, don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? No, I'm not kidding you. I'm not. But so that just kind of get, gets frustrating. Not because I don't. It's not that I disagree that winning in the playoffs should be important. But saying that's all that matters is just so dumb. It's just so dumb because you're saying that you don't care about, about training camp. Don't even bother reading the reports about that. You don't care about the preseason. You don't care about how the roster is going to get made up to 53. Because you don't even care about the regular season because you only care about the playoffs. So I would just say, why are you even watching the show now? Why? If you only care about the playoffs. So that's the thing. I, I want to enjoy sitting down and watching a Steelers game. Now, you're right. Is their style of play not exciting? And sometimes can, do you feel like you want to bust out the boring well, chant? I agree. Well, actually, you know, this game was different, mm -hmm. but the same. <laughs> okay. All right. This, what a day game was different. Was. Yes, it was. This game was different, but the same. Yeah. Um, different in that. It was a different start, at least offensively, for the Steelers. And the Steelers marched down and score on their first drive. Whoo! And I'm like, okay, come on, defense, let's get a hold and and get the ball back. Let the Packers drive and score a touchdown. Yeah. Come on, guys. The Packers offense is terrible. Okay, that's fine. Steelers get it back. It's like drive down, score another touchdown. Woo! Okay, come on, defense. Let's get it back. Defense gets it back, and you're thinking, all right, here we go. Steelers get a field goal. Go up 10. You're like, yes. All right, D. It's okay if you let them move it a little bit, but don't let them score. Not only do we let them score, we let them score another touchdown. Now, of course, we got the blocked extra point on that one, but at this point, I'm sitting there, and what is going through my mind, come on, the offense has finally showed up early in the game, giving the Steelers the chance to get out in front and put a game away early. And they still can't do it. I don't know that the Steelers are a put them away team. Honestly. Honestly. Because I, I was looking at it. Okay, right now the Steelers, there are three of their, of their nine games that they have played have been against teams who currently do not have a winning record. There's one team that had that is at 500 and two that have losing records. The team that is at 500 is the Raiders. The two teams with the losing records are the Rams and 
the Packers who they just played. Now, when the Steelers played the Rams, they were 500, and the Steelers are the ones who started them on a losing streak. Did they start them on a losing streak or was it the week before? But in other words, that was right in that moment. So the Rams weren't considered a, a, a poor opponent. They had to go on the road, had to go to the West Coast. That, that was completely different. But if you want to look at, let's say, the Raiders and the Packers game, those two games are kind of different than the rest of the Steelers' wins. And that is the Steelers actually had a lead and needed to hold on to it. Now, the Steelers had the lead throughout the game against the Packers, lost it in the third quarter towards the end, but got it back. And then they still had to hold that lead through the fourth quarter. And, and, and fans, Steelers fans are like, well, the Steelers really need to just put them away. I don't know that that's what they're – unfortunately, I don't even well, know that they're trying. Because they're not trying to put a team away. They're trying to just win the game. Think think about this. The Steelers were there to put this one away. Okay? I'm sorry. The Green Bay Packers offense is not good. And really, if you go and you look at what went on, the Steelers should not have given up the two touchdowns they gave up. Mm -hmm. Now, think of the halftime score is 17-6. to Mm-hmm. Or seventeen to three, or seventeen to nothing. Yeah, even just say one of seventeen nine. Yeah, yeah, you know. But at the same time, or the Steelers. But let's say where they are at that point. Let if the score is that point where they, let's say it's seventeen to six. We'll just throw it out there. Are the Steelers going to come out with the mentality of putting the game away, or are they going to come out with the mentality of? Don't screw it up, just win. That's now, what I, I liked, feel that they are. See, I mean, you, you say that, but I would have liked, I'd like to see a game where the Steelers get the chance to do that. Why? Because I would have loved to see this in the second half. Would have loved to see the Steelers come out with double digit lead after the half and be like, okay, let's see what we can do to run the football and run the clock and use. The team, ha- you know, trying to get the other team to have to step up and do that. Maybe that'll loosen things up when we go to throw the ball. I- I'd just like to s- have seen it to see what the Steelers would do in that situation. Yeah, I, I-, I don't know. I think we saw in 2019 how a Mike Tomlin coach team handles a non-Hall of Fame quarterback. If he doesn't have the Hall of Fame caliber quarterback that's playing at a Hall of Fame level, or, or at least you feel could play at a Hall of Fame level, it's pretty much Tomlin spoke the words in 2019. He didn't kill us. That's kind of the philosophy. If you have the lead, you have the defense, which we can talk about that defense a little bit more, which I have some, some ideas about that. You have the lead, you have the defense, you're playing – not to lose. If you have the lead, and the, and they had the lead against some of the, a couple of these inferior teams, like the Raiders, like the Packers, play, they play not to lose. In these other games, when they're playing the teams like the Ravens, um, your the mentality is stick around long enough and see if we can pull it out at the end, and then that's when you say, "All right, Kenny, go get it." I think Coach Tomlin wants court fourth quarter, Kenny. That's what he wants. Stick around, 
Don't turn the ball over. Keep us in the game. And against good teams, go out there and try and go out there and win it at the end. And against teams that aren't as good, we need to hold on. It, it, I mean, I'm not saying that's definitely what their what their philosophy is that they would state. It just feels that way based on what they've done through nine games. Now, I will say this. The offense had the opportunity and, and really could have and should have put that game away. Yeah. Okay. I put it in the knee, in my knee-jerk article when I wrote it. Calvin Austin can't draw that PI penalty. It was it was correct. I'd have, th- I'd have thrown that flag There's all a lot day. Of people that say oh, that was a terrible. No, I. No, you know why? Did, did, was Calvin Austin trying to commit offensive pass interference? I don't think he was. But when Except you see that, it looked, it looked it actually looked like he was, even mm-hmm. but even though I don't think he was, because why? Mm-hmm. He saw the contact coming, lowered his shoulder, and braced for it. Because mm-hmm. he's a little dude. That is going to draw <laughs> the flag every single time when an offensive guy runs into a defensive guy who's in man-to-man on a different person and that person then is open to catch the ball they're going to call offensive pass repairs there's a lot of people that said oh that disagree i still think it depends on how you run into him yeah how do you run but into my, him well you can't even, yeah. no question the way calvin austin ran into him they're going to throw the flag last second he dips his shoulder he prepared for the contact yeah you're going to that's going to be called a hundred out of a hundred times yeah, and I mean, and and some people were like, "Oh no, that that was so question." No, I mean, even some of the media, I'm like, if that would have, if the Steelers would have been on defense, and the Packers would have done that on the last play of the game to win the game, and they wouldn't have called that, I'd have been furious. I'd have been furious because when that happens, why, for the same for the same reason, for the same reason I said. It, it, it's it's one thing if you're not if a, if an offensive guy's not looking they you know if you mm-hmm. if you're like oh they didn't see each other their paths collided mm-hmm. that's one thing yeah but you can't even begin to say that was the case when Calvin Austin braces himself and lowers you know dips his shoulder slightly so like what Sherry said. If he yeah. just runs through instead of doing what he did, probably I don't probably I would say possibly because you yeah. never know that officials. Well, then 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 um, right then they you're going fifth bad in this game. I didn't think 50-50 on the flag, yeah. but with what yeah. Calvin Austin did, you know, it, it's a hundred percent they were going to throw it. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I was upset, but oh. it would have been cool if that wouldn't have been it if he wouldn't have committed that penalty because basically the Steelers finished that game. Yeah, this is this is what's so frustrating with Steelers fans. I literally saw somebody blame that play on Matt Canada. Matt Canada should have never had two receivers that close to each other in the pattern. I'm like, that was the plan. It's actually, a we don't do, actually, we don't. Actually, we don't do that <laughs> enough. Is, is, yeah, is the they need to do more. Yeah, we don't. Rub, we don't about? run enough crossing patterns and and yeah. rubs and things like that that other teams do. We run a few. We actually just don't run enough. And maybe it's part of the problem. Maybe that's why Austin had the penalty. We don't run him enough. Yeah. He hasn't figured out how to do that correctly to where you Mm -hmm. don't commit the penalty. I don't know. But that was a penalty. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm my thing is is I'm I'm 
if they wouldn't have called it. Well, I mean, think I didn't see it. I only saw. I didn't notice it in real time. I only saw it on the replay. Sad, sad but, yeah. part. But was, the thing is, I I, I think part was, would have been would have been open to complete that pass, even if Austin if Austin doesn't run into the guy. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. The sad part was, is making contact with that player wasn't even needed for George Pickens to be open and convert that first down. Yes. Because he had a step on him. We 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 understand. He already okay. had a step before they got to that point. And honestly, Kenny Pickett threw a really nice ball. Yeah. So he even though that guy was closer, so he to, yeah. He, well, he threw he threw a nice enough ball there that it w- it would have been caught for a first down. Even if we hadn't knocked that guy totally off the play. Okay. Well, I, I said something there that I want to kind of take back. I'm like, well, he he had a bunch of. I'm not saying that Kenny Pickett threw bad balls. On Sunday, I didn't like some of his decision making. I thought he made he had some of his his worst his worst decision making game that I've seen him have this year. So, yeah. So, yeah, it, that was definitely not sharp, Kenny. Yeah, that was. I don't have the my greatest. I'm not having the greatest day today. Let me hang on and see if I can finish. Yeah, and that was a thank God Najee and Jalen were, yeah. you know, having big days on the ground. Yeah, and I, I I want to come back and talk about some stuff from Coach Thomas' press conference, but I, I'm just going to say one thing. I was kind of, you know, Jeff went on and on on the postgame show about Kenny Pickett not having a good day, and I was just like, this was not, I'm like, this, and and I'm not saying Jeff was wrong. I'm like, the Steelers ran for 205 yards and they averaged over five yards a carry. And we want to focus on Kenny Pickett on a game yeah, where Kenny Pickett wasn't even really, wasn't even a necessary part of the equation. If he's going to have a day that he's not making very good decisions, which was still nice that they didn't have any interceptions, give it to me on a day when you're running the ball for 200 plus yards. Yep. Exactly. I I'm mean, like, the, why the are running we focusing game is, on what didn't the running game is beautiful. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see some more of that. Um, I have become a real fan of the two-headed back. Um, it yeah. has turned out the way you and I have kind of talked that there are touches out there for both of those guys, and there are effective touches out there for both of those guys. It's not yeah. just one carry the load, the other one just spell them here. No. It is production from both guys. And if that can continue, this offense becomes a lot more dangerous. Yeah. Yep. And for the exactly. second week in a row, both of them scored a rushing touchdown. Yeah. And, and the thing is that that I that I find interesting is if you were to tell me after the Steelers lost to the Jaguars, you'd say, you know what, Dave? Steelers, next two games, they're going to run for over 370 yards combined. How ecstatic would, would I would I be? Oh, and yet it, Steelers it, fans it, are, it, no, are, 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 think, or are looking at me crazy that I'm not down on the team. And I'm like, oh, see, we just see ran for 166 that? yards and 205 yards. I, I, I see that what's funny is you're you're sitting there saying that and I'm thinking, hmm. What would they? I see that little meme or that little that little video clip with the kid in the back of the car, and he's like, mm-hmm. <gasps> "BS, 
have you seen that oh my gosh it's hilarious and if somebody tell you that they would have said ah uh, that's yeah 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 so i'm like well so that's i'm, I'm like that i'm like i would have been so happy but yet i'm supposed to be down because kenny pickett had a down game against the packers in in a game that it seemed like from the very beginning it's almost like the game plan came is like you know kenny don't know how much we're going to need you today. We're, we're going to run all over these guys. That's what we're going to do. You know, do your thing. Come through when we come, you know, make the throws when we need you to make the throws. Need to, need to get some first downs, things like that. But, you know, pretty much we're going to rely on the run game. Um, don't kill us. And let those – and just let those two guys eat. So – which which was fine. That's what they were doing. I mean, that, that's what they did. And you know what? They won. Oh, several things today from Coach Tomlin's press conference. There was something and lots of stuff going on about this. And I saw headline after headline and reporter after reporter putting this out there. And I had to ask Jeff and Bad. I'm like, you guys both listened to the press conference, right? They said, yeah. I'm like, did you take that as Coach Tomlin saying they're not bringing in any, any in, uh, bringing in an out, sorry, an inside linebacker from outside the organization? And like, yeah, that's what he said. I'm like, that's not what I thought he said at all. That's not what I thought he said at all. So I, I talked about a little bit on the on the on the press conference recap. For those of you in the, in the live chat, I, I I want you to hear this and and see where I'm coming from because maybe that's what you heard. Maybe I'm crazy, but what it was was Coach Tomlin went on he for more than two minutes. He was talking about communication and communication with the defense. And how there's an issue with communication. You know, your green dot goes out for the season. You get another green dot ready. They go out early in the game. And your big, major communicator for your entire defense, mainly in the secondary, but still for the whole defense because they have everything in front of them, your all-pro safety is out. Communication is a problem. Communication was the biggest problem with the Steelers' pass defense, in my opinion. And we can talk about that in a little bit. But he talked about communication, 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 lost, you know, lost Cole Holcomb without, without Clint Alexander. I'm trying to read exactly where it is when he said this. Um, so it's like, and then he, so he's, I'll even read the last sentence before he said the thing that everyone did. He's like, man, our, our, our fans for, this was talking about the noise struggling with communication. Our fans provide an awesome atmosphere uh, the challenging one for opposing offenses, but at the same time challenging for us as defenders as well. And so that has our attention. You know, we're not looking outside the organization, to be quite honest with you, as I stand here right now, in terms of solution regarding those issues. We got guys we're comfortable with. And everyone took that line as meaning they're not bringing in an, out, uh, an inside linebacker from outside the organization. I, I keep wanting to say they're not bringing in an outside inside linebacker. That just uh, I keep correcting it because it just sounds weird. But everyone took it like that, and I'm like, I'm not taking that that they're not bringing out it, bringing in another inside linebacker. They have to. I yeah. mean, they're down to four guys total, including the practice squad. You've got to have more bodies. To me, I I took that as Coach Tomlin saying. Anyone that they bring in, whether it's on the 53 or on the practice squad, isn't going to be someone who's going to come in and solve communication problems because you can't jump on the moving train at this point of the season and solve those issues. 
That's what well, I took just, away from that. Not, not just that. You're not bringing in a. You, you're not. Doesn't matter what you do right now. You're not bringing in a guy that's Cole Holcomb or Quan Alexander. Yeah. So the fact that you're not bringing in a guy that's going to be their level of talent and communication tells you right then that you can't yeah. depend on going yeah. outside the organization to fix the communication issue. And see, but everyone was it's saying that that was going to have to get better from within. Saying no, no inside linebackers from coming in from outside. That's what's happening. That's what he said. He wasn't. Well, let me tell you, because I think inside linebacker was the position. He just, I mean, he went on talking about communication for forever. But to me, when he said to 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 deal with that issue, everyone took it took what that he meant as that issue being not having enough inside linebackers. Where I looked at that issue as being communication. Yeah. So I still think they're going to uh, have an they they even if it's just practice squad level guys, they're gotta bring in one, so, if not two. I mean, they're clearing out space for it. We'll talk about that. I was gonna say I was about to talk about that. I was about to talk okay. about the bring it out, clearing out the space. You know, when you add the guy to IR and make two moves and drop two guys off the practice squad, you are preparing to potentially make some moves because yeah. you're you're maybe going to need some help. So, yeah, the Steelers did make some moves to, moves between yesterday and today. Yesterday, they released Braden Fahoko. Now, I expect – I didn't see where he got claimed off waivers. Even though it's now five and a half hours later, I still haven't seen that he was. So I'm assuming he cleared waivers. So honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a, a Fahoko to the practice squad announcement tomorrow morning if he's interested in that, going back, going back to do that. That would have been part of the reason why they cleared off the practice squad. So you moved him off the 53. You put Alexander on IR. So they're down to 51 players. One of those spots, because Coach Tomlin talked about it, they're ready to, They're ready for Pat Fairmuth to see if he can go this week, which he didn't say they're opening his window, but that just tells us tomorrow they're opening Pat Fairmuth's window. They are. Yes. I mean, you don't say that in a press conference and have him not come out to start his practice window. So Pat Fairmuth, that window should open. That means if he's back this week, he's one of those spots on the 53. What's the other spot? Well, if the other spot is one of the inside linebackers, then why did they cut two guys from the practice squad if they knew they were going to move one guy from the practice squad up? Because they cut the tight end, which makes sense because now if you got another tight end back, you don't need another one in the rotation with everything. I was really disappointed yep. that they cut Joey Fisher. Not sure why they're doing that because of stuff with the offensive line, um, but maybe they just needed the spot. But the the thing that surprised me is that tells me that they're going to probably use practice squad elevations for those inside linebackers for now because it, it's really the same thing as long as you have them. So that's – so I'm not really sure what they're – so they got to be adding some practice squad guys. They have to have guys that they're ready to add. So that's – any thoughts there? Um, I, I pretty much agree with you with, with how I see it potentially going down. So nothing really new to add to that. Okay. So – uh, let's go ahead and break, and when we come back, I want to talk about the defensive communication because we mentioned that a little bit. Uh, that that's something something we would get to. So if you're with us here, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, we're not going anywhere. On the audio side, we'll be back right after these messages. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Steelers fans, we are back. We are rolling on. We're wanting to talk about uh, things with the Steelers with this past game and kind of things going going forward and overall philosophy of why we're asking the questions, are the Steelers only winning by not losing? Um, and is that kind of, you know, how how often are they playing the, you know, don't kill us game? Um, I, I still, early in his career, I think I think that's what they're trying to do in Green and Kenny Pickett, but that's just me. Um, when you got a lead, don't kill us. Don't turn it over. So the the defensive communication, it was really frustrating to see guys getting that open that far downfield, wasn't it? What we have here is a failure to communicate. That's right. <laughs> so I don't know how many times I, I, I saw where they were running – you know, two different levels. Steelers were in zone, and both guys went deep. Went went with the deep, deep guy. Two guys on the deep guy. The guy, the intermediate guy, who's sitting, you know, fifteen yards past the line of scrimmage, fifteen to twenty yards past the line of scrimmage, wide open. Wide open. Both guys went with the deep guy because when in doubt, don't let him kill you on one play. But that's to me, that's a communication issue. And I saw that several times. Were you seeing the same thing? I was. Yeah. Although I saw one other thing that was bothering me at times. What's that? Okay. Either there's one of two things here. And, and part of it is me maybe calling myself out. Either A... I don't understand the concept of zone defense or B the Steelers have some guys that don't understand the concept of zone defense. Now, zone defense requires everyone being on the same page. You've got my, to know what everyone is doing. The biggest thing is this. Okay. It, it, and I'm only saying this because my short stint in football was spent as a defensive back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I I always was of the understanding if I'm a defensive back and I have a zone and there and a guy comes into my zone and maybe this is the basketball in me it's my job to guard that guy in my zone am I wrong see I was going to talk about I was going to do a basketball comparison when you were done talking <laughs> I mean am I wrong that you know that that guy in my zone then is my is he's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. And then if that guy runs through and off my zone, it's I'm to pass him off to the next zone. So right? you have to have the trust that the person in your in your neighboring zones are doing their job. Yes. So first, there's a trust issue, but there's another issue that I saw a couple times that just seemed to annoy me. There are a there were a couple times during the game where it looked like we had defensive backs playing zone. 
Mm-hmm. And their idea of playing zone was to drop to the middle of their zone and wait. Yeah. And wait. Wait for the ball to be thrown. Wait for, for somebody to come into their zone with the ball. Wait. You know, if someone came into their zone, it wasn't, oh, there comes a guy into my zone. Let me move up and make a play. It was, well, let's see if they throw it to him, and then I'll make a play. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's not the right way to do it. But maybe that's the way that they're supposed to do it. I don't even know that you said they were in the middle of their zone. I, I don't I, I don't think so. I think they were at the back of their zone. Yeah, that, you know what? You're probably right. Towards the in back, front of yeah, them. back. Yeah, probably in the back yeah. third. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, and my thing is with – if you have man guys, you can do man – I just think Minka Fitzpatrick not being there. As I say, the secondary is like the 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 farthest away from my wheelhouse in football as you can get. I at least can do wide receiver a little bit better. I mean, because to me, the, the when you're coaching on the high school level, the coach is the coach to wide receivers and offense coach to secondary on defense is how it works. The 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 coach is the coach the 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 running the the running backs on offense coach the linebackers on defense and the line is the line it's just what you do so I at least when it comes to receivers had spending more time as an offensive coordinator was able to do stuff with that but with that we just honestly when I was a defensive coordinator for a freshman football team we played cover three it's what we did you know even thirds, and we were playing a five-three defense. So our three linebackers on pass plays, they had they had short thirds, and the other three had deep thirds. That's what we did because <clears throat> you're just trying to get kids uh, to figure out stuff from the beginning. But no, it's it, it's it, you've got to all be working together. And but there are also the zone beaters, which frustrate me a lot. Where where what is the pass that beats the zone? Fifteen yards down the field on the sideline. But notice, Steelers fans, that's that's where the back shoulder throw is a lot of times with George Pickens and things like that. There's that one spot that is like right in the corner between the two zones, right on the sideline, that is the one that that is the, usually the most open against the zone. So it it the secondary struggled. The secondary struggled. And I, I think the, the I, second, I think communication you know, the, was the their biggest that problem. Epitomizes- the, there was a play that epitomized to me the communication and the issues on the that the Steelers were having on the back end. Um, I don't even remember what it was, but I just remember seeing it just as clear a day in my in my head, especially when they were showing the replay from behind the quarterback. Love drops back. He starts getting pressure. He's continued to fall back, and he just throws it high deep into the left. And his guy was still in the middle of the field when he threw that ball up out there. And there were three Steelers. And his guy went to where the ball was thrown, and the three Steelers did not. And yeah. it was caught for a long game. And it was that it was that was frustrating. Uh, Knight Rider uses the term. I didn't want to throw that out there. Uh one, because I was afraid I was going to say the wrong thing. And two, I didn't know how many people would know it court quarter flat is what that is is the weak spot in the Tampa two zone um when you do things when you're doing things like that there's oh, so the defense was frustrating but notice 
They got two touchdowns. Both those touchdowns were pretty nice plays. You have to admit. The the second one um, was a nice play. It was another one where the Steelers got decent pressure and Love took a chance and threw it out there for his receiver to get. Mm -hmm. get, And the coverage was not how it should have been. Mm Mm-hmm. But he had to put you it had, right there, you, you which had, I thought was pretty nice. I want to say, oh, no, and he did. He put it right there. But that that was, it was like, oh, come on, guys. We got to be, yeah. It's one of those where the defense is like, come on, guys. We got to be better. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. I almost broke into my impersonation you. there, but I won't do it. Yes. Um. So it's... But my thing is, my point was going to be, notice both touchdowns in the first half, somewhat early on. Why Why is it? Why is the bend-don't-break defense something that the Steelers can do? To me, it's because... It works when the, you got it. It works the best when you got a guy in the back end that is amazing. AKA well, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to me, what happens is the team gets closer and gets to the red zone. You simply have less field to defend. Yes. Once you yes. are what you know, you don't have you know, you don't have to worry about covering 40 yards of field when the team is at the 20 yard line. You only really won't have to worry about covering 30 yards of field. So as the team gets closer, yes. the secondary crunches together more, which I think is what is, is is what the Steelers ultimately need. Now, if you get Minka Fitzpatrick in there, now they've been having him play up a lot this year, up and in the box and helping him run support and things like that. Um, don't know if that's going to be the role for him now that the coverage linebackers are out. Um, they might just need more coverage from him flat up and let the and let the and keep your running run supporting linebackers. I just who knows how they're going to get this all figured out. But when it with you put Minka back there, if you have him actually back at free safety, then the rest of the defense feels like they're crunched down, like they are in the red zone a little bit more. Does that make sense? Yes. You got Minka back there. Yes. But they haven't been. But you know that's what they did more last year. So. That's what they're doing. Afton wants to know how we, how do we, how do you stop these third down conversions? And you want to know the truth, Afton? I'm gonna bring it up. I, I dive into the numbers year after year. I haven't done it yet for this year. Everyone's like, oh, the Steelers giving up the third and longs. They don't give them up any more than the than everybody else in the NFL. Actually, they do better than most of the except, NFL. except mm-hmm. themselves. Well, that's true too. Well, last year they, they were, give up, and, and, and for us, I feel that's that that's right now kind of mm-hmm. what bugs you is we're allowing teams to mm-hmm. convert third downs, we're not converting them. Yeah, so if if you pay attention, it's teams are converting third and longs all the time. So, and they're and their defenses that, that, that that's happened to. But what defense you play pay the most attention to is your own. So. It would be better if they don't do that, but you know what? The whole league has to get better at doing that as well. So it's just kind of how it's how it's going right now. Um, you ready to talk a little bit more? I mean, we talked about the running game. 
do you really want to get into anything else more with Kenny Pickett? Nope. You know, he didn't have a good game. I mean, there's not a whole lot. No, he didn't. And and the bottom, but but he didn't have a great game. But here's what's crazy: he didn't kill us. Didn't kill us. Didn't throw an interception. Didn't fumble. Didn't fumble. Okay. Didn't go all Josh Allen on us. Didn't. Yeah. I was going to look up Allen's. Oh, man. Last I saw the pens were were tied three to three. Um, But yeah. Then, then, yeah. I thought I saw someone say Crosby hat trip. The last one was an empty netter. So that's nice. I just, I only know that because I brought it up because I wanted to look at, uh, look, look specifically at Josh Allen's stats. Okay. Because Josh Allen, where's the stats? Do, 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 do. Um, you want to talk about a quarterback just throwing it up in the air and hoping the receiver makes a play. That's the play that set the Broncos yeah. up for the, to the field goal at the end. He just chucked that ball super high and just hoped that. You know, Allen completed 15 passes for 177 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and a 59.3 rating. Yeah, that's not good. And technically, you know, and I don't know who gets credited with that fumble mm-hmm. there on the handoff that the running back never even. Oh, that should have been but, him. You know, he was a part of that. Not, yeah. But even even look at. Because well, you know, Cook never even put his hand, you know. But still. Jordan Love, 21 for 40, 289 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Kenny Pickett only completed 14 passes for 126 yards. That's where everyone's on. Oh, 126 yards. But think about it. The Steelers, the Steelers dropped back 24 times. Well, they might have dropped back one more because um, – or a couple more because Kenny scrambled on a couple. So, But bottom line is, is they ran the ball more than they intended to pass the ball. That's what they did. But 126 yards and no touchdowns. But that no interceptions. Kenny Pickett's rating, 75.6. Jordan Love, 71.8. So you're saying it's not good. But the difference is he didn't have those interceptions. I mean, my goodness, the last time. that I mean, And he had a serious running game. Yeah. Think about this. Since the bye week, the only turnovers – the Steelers have had this is in the last four games. The only turnover Steelers had since their bye are two Mitch Trubisky interceptions. Now, can you say they've got lucky on stuff? We can talk about we can talk about the 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 forward pass, backwards pass, everything else. I thought watching the game as it happened that it was a backward pass, but. And then, you know, there was a little discussion going on between on Twitter between Nick Farabaugh and Chris Carter about how if it was overturned, it would have been the Packers ball. That's what Farabaugh was saying. Then Chris Carter said no because of this, this, this. Farabaugh eventually said, you know what, you're right. Because they blew the whistle, it wouldn't have been the Packers ball. Definitely nope, wouldn't have been a touchdown. Would have been the Steelers ball. But at, further back. Yep. Yeah. But then I had some interesting things showing up that showed because of the body position of everything, the ball, you know, you don't look at the path of the ball. You look at where was the ball at what yard line was it released and at what yard line did it, did it hit Jalen Warren when he was reaching back where he touched it. And it was actually very close. 
So honestly, I think whichever way they went with it on the field, they probably weren't going to overturn it. So, but but that was one of those those interesting things. Um, if that would have been against the Steelers, I would have been ticked that they didn't get the ball. But that's why sometimes I don't think the right call is oh call with the turnover, so that way it gets reviewed. That seems like that's the philosophy that they want the officials to do. But then you get where you don't have a good angle of it on review. You can't get anything conclusive. And the official probably wouldn't have called it that in the first place other than wanting to have the opportunity to review it. And now they're stuck with that call that I don't know that they even believed with in the first place. So I agree. But, I agree with yeah. that. I, I agree with that statement. It is. Uh, well, it no, Wes, it was where... not 100%. No, it wasn't. No, it was not. It was so close. You can't say that it definitely 100% was. And that's why they should start using the chips that they have in the ball on there already for next gen stats to do stuff like that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like they have the technology. Like, Stop using not, the not just Not just have the technology, they're using it elsewhere. Yeah. They don't have to, it, it, it doesn't take. A complete change in what they're doing. They're doing it, yeah. except for using it what they should be using it for. Yeah, yeah. Wes, no, no, Wes, Wes, I hate to tell you, Wes, you're wrong. wrong. You're wrong. The Wes, definition of a lateral is Wes, that it has to go backward, almost a complete yard, in order for it Wes, to be a lateral. That's I, the I just have to say because I saw Wes yeah. say that to somebody else <laughs> that they were wrong. And you tried to like, say that to somebody else. Wes, too, but... what makes you 100 percent right? You know, over everybody in the band is out of step except for right. Wes. So, so <laughs> it, it, it's a it, yeah. Really, in the end, it's a you know what? This was a really close call. Um, yeah. Actually, really, well, the, the, the trick to it is, yeah. and this is actually what if you uh, oh watching it at regular speed is the most difficult. Because oh, here's yeah. part of what makes that even trickier to call. You have Kenny Pickett moving one direction, yeah. the ball moving another direction, Jalen Warren moving another direction, but reaching back in the opposite direction he's moving. Yeah. So just the the different movement movements in there, yeah, are were crazy. And yeah. I actually I think I turned to Kyle during the game and said. I think I actually said to him, I have no idea how they're going to call this. Yeah, that's what I was saying too. I'm like, <laughs> I really don't know. What, and bottom line it is, it has, it has to be, they basically have to be able to determine what yard line it is. And if they were doing it statistically, it would have to be one yard further back, you know, which really means a half a yard. But it has I, I, to I be at least this. the length of the ball backwards in order for it to be a lateral. Uh, what what I, here, Here's what I'm saying is this, okay? Now, some people would say, hey, that official, they made that call. But I'm like, that official made that call so early and so confidently yeah. that that official, in the moment, was sure what well, he saw and made the call. And yeah. and, and that I'm not going to, you know, I, I would actually rather that than them to be in the middle of the play saying, did it do this or did it do that? Oh, what do I do? What do I call? Maybe mm -hmm. I'll wait. Wait. Maybe I'll, yeah. That official made the decision early. That was a forward pass. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure it was. Yeah. And I'm not 100% sure it was a sure it was the other way either. Yeah. Pass either. That's the thing. To say it was 100% anything is that, you know, that's just not yeah, it, what it is. Yeah. 
And like Steelers Freak said, once they blew the whistle, you can't go back. Because what it is is you have to say that the, the, the way it works is there has to be an eminent recovery at the time of the whistle, that there was a player that was that was ready to recover that ball then. And when the whistle happened, that was not the case. The so it would have been happened, Steelers' ball, but it would have been for the I don't remember who it was, but there was a Steelers standing out. It was like right on a yard line. Mm-hmm. and was getting ready to come back, and when the whistle blew, stood straight up. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's like, like, why jump in a pile and hurt yourself when the whistle blows? Yeah. So. But, and if they're going to do that where they say, well, after the whistle blew, someone recovered it, then you know what they're going to – you know what the problem is with that precedent? Then why, then why would anyone stop for the whistle? Yep. Yeah, you, that's that's why they have to do that. So, anyway, I don't want to talk about that anymore. I thought it was good. Oh, Steelers yeah. are moving let's, forward. Let's, pull, let's talk about the Rich, upcoming. Yeah. Here's – and I, I don't want to talk about the upcoming before. I'm, I'm going to tell a little story. Tell a little story, Okay. Here's the thing but with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is that Steelers. about a Everyone, man named Ted? Yeah. Th- this is something that a lot of people – I'm really tired of, well, in the playoffs, this isn't going to work. Keep reminding people, the playoffs aren't this week. I don't expect this Steelers team to be the same team in January that they are now. My hope is that they're better, and my huge hope is that they're not worse. But they're not going to be the same. Yeah. They're not going to be the same. None of these NFL teams are going to be the same. And just because a team has a bad week doesn't mean that's who they are. I mean, my goodness, the Chiefs scored nine points when they lost to the Broncos. Yep. You know, that's is that who they are for their no, that that that's not. So you, you gotta remember how this goes, but it's it's not always about where you are now. And I now. Can you say, well, what they're doing now doesn't give you as much hope to be at the end? You can look at it that way, or you cannot. That is really up to everybody. My thing is, I have a little bit more hope because I've seen what Kenny Pickett can do in the fourth quarter. I've seen that it's possible. And additionally, now I'm seeing what they can do with the run game. And more importantly, because I think it's how the how what really determines offensive success is the offensive line has played better the last two games. Yep. Because I think that determines so much of it. So that's why I have hope to have it be better then, because to me it all starts with the offensive line. Now, Well, and and a few of those things that I'm wanting to see are starting to trend. So that's what I want to say. The the trend is is your friend. How soon are they going to get there? Yep. But the other thing is, is look at where we were at the end of last season, saying, oh, if only the Steelers wouldn't have started two and six. Okay. Bad keeps saying they started two and seven. They were never two and seven. They were two and six, then three and six, then three and seven. So I got to correct them on that one. If now the Steelers are finding those ways to wins, not losing the game. Any, I mean, my goodness, the Ravens game last year, every time they had a chance to win, Trubisky threw interceptions when Kenny Pickett got knocked out last year. That's what happened. You don't want those kind of losses. Okay. So they're playing not to lose the game early in the season. Which is fine. I want to see them evolve to be they're they're go, they're playing to win by the end of the year to make the postseason. Because when you go into there, you got to play to win. They're so, doing what? Huh? I want. What are they doing? What? I, you know what? I'm trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> I think I know. I think I know. So you're, you're, you're terrible. You play to win the game. Yes. 
It's because I'm trying to pay attention to the live chat and I have to do four clicks to get over to the clips. Okay. You know how to, you, they're there for you to use too. You can do it anytime you want. But okay. I'm going to give an example. All right. Some people like reality TV. Some people don't. I'm not a big fan of it, but there are a couple things that I do like. And there is a show that I watch with my kids. Now we're behind. We DVR it and we get, we're way behind. We just started the fourth season, although it's been going for a while. And that show is Lego Masters, where every week they're, you know, Will Arnett's the host, and you've got to, and you're given a task, and you have to build these designs and all this stuff, and someone gets sent home, and they get all the way to the end. Now, the first two seasons, I got frustrated at the end because they they had already picked who they wanted to win partway through, because whenever that team was the worst team that week, they just decided not to send anybody home, and then that team ended up winning. Exactly, exactly what they did is how it played out both seasons. Season three wasn't like that. But there was this, there was this pair. It was two people that I don't know if it was YouTube, TikTok, whatever. They were social influencers. They did Lego stuff on there. They had never built Legos together before, together live in their life. They come to be on this show. I think they actually won the first challenge. Did a real nice job. But then they hit a stretch in the middle of the show where it was either four or five straight episodes where they would bring two teams down to be in the bottom two. And then they would announce to go home. They were in the bottom two. Every week for four or five weeks. But didn't get sent home. They were just good enough to get by. Do you know what happened at the end? They got down to where they actually made the final four. And then all of a sudden they came together and they had a really nice build. And they made the finale, which was which was three. You know what they did on the finale? They crushed it. They crushed it. They just blew everyone away at the end. Were they the best team the whole time? They were not. They did enough to stick around. And when it mattered, they came through as the best. That's my hope for the Steelers. Now, do a, are they definitely going to get there? No way. No way you could say that's definitely going to happen. It's going to be a, an exact repeat of last year of all these wins down the stretch. No. But that's what I'm looking for. As long as they're getting by now, but building towards something better is what I ultimately want to see. Yes. Right. It, it, it's my, my thing is this, the Steelers have set them, put themselves in a good position where they could, where they can have an opportunity to make the postseason. The question is going to be, what do they do between now and the end of the regular season to a get there, but B going in the right direction so that they can potentially make some noise in the postseason. Yeah. And we don't know what that's going to look like. We we have no clue yet. So yeah, and this comes right. back. I, I know we got to get going. I got a couple of things to do real quick. This comes back to something that Coach Tomlin talked about with the rookies in the press conference today. He said about he wants them to finish their season with their arrow pointing up. To me, that that said, not that I necessarily agree with it, but I keep saying, hey, the Steelers' philosophy is they don't want the rookies to burn out. Coach Tomlin even talked about the preseason games are different for the rookies than the veterans. They're like real games. So you're talking about them playing 20 games because they're amped up trying to show what they, they deserve to be in the NFL. So they have those games. The reason they don't get them going too much, I mean, look, Kenny Pickett last year, if he wouldn't have been injured and missed the game against the Panthers, his regular season would have been exactly how many games he played a pit the year before. It's almost like they're trying. They don't want the, the, the rookies to wear out and fall off at the end of the year. They want them to still be trending up when they get there. Yeah, we yeah we don't want so to hit them, them to hit a wall. 
We don't want them to hit a wall in week 16 because then those rookies are no good as you get ready to go to the postseason. Yeah. Now, I got a couple super chats, too. Before I do that, I got to give a shout out. Did you see who's in the live chat? Uh, yes, I hey, did. Felicia. I haven't seen Felicia. Hey, Felicia. Good to see you back. You in. Yeah. So just had to put that out there. Um, that so, so that, that, that's really good. All right. We've, we have one really old one. $5. Sean Manahan, long time ago, put this in the, in the tip chart. Thank you very much. I'm not sure if you mentioned it this or not, but the last three weeks, the red zone defense has been number one in the NFL. I didn't know they were number one. Did you know they were number one? I didn't know they were number one. I knew they were good. They were doing good. Yeah, that in the red zone, they're 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 keeping teams out of the touchdown zone. Yeah. Now it took a couple pretty nice one interceptions this week to yeah. help with that. Yeah. But it or still happened. And so. then the other super chat is I didn't even see who it was. I just had it in a list. It's from Felicia. Five dollars. Thank you very much, Felicia. Seen uh, she her for forever. And- she comes back and drops the super chat. I mean, yep, gotta love her. Yeah, she said in 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 two thousand two thousand. Or sorry, I think she said twenty twenty. I think she missed the twenty and twenty twenty one. Her digits were off a little bit there. They were eleven zero and ended twelve and four. No one believed we deserved to go to the playoffs with Ben. We got we got Kenny Pickett, and I don't care what people say. Just win. You know what? That's the division right now. And Jeff's going to talk about that on Let's Ride tomorrow morning. So if you don't listen to our audio podcasts, you are really missing out. Um, you can get them anywhere. Pod, you, you get podcasts. Like Apple's a good place. That's where I listen to all mine. But, yeah, you got to get there. But you, I want the Steelers to be a team on the rise. Now, also, I don't, I don't want the Steelers to do what people feared the 49ers did and peak in week four or five. You know, I don't think that's the case now. They look pretty good this week. But going into their bye, losing three straight and going into a bye week, man, their fan base was like, man, this team peaked way too yep. soon. I don't want the Steelers peaking now. I want this. I want an all-rising action. Give me all-rising action. I'm not ready for that climax yet. Sorry that I went all literary there. So, um, now, Steelers freak, I was going to bring this up before, too. He says, I read that Warren is listed as a starting running back. That was a false article by Bleacher Report where they said that Jalen Warren replaced Najee Harris as the starter. That never happened. Never happened. And there was a lot of Pittsburgh media that called that out. I know Mick McFarball did. Mark Cabali called it out. That was just it was just a, a terribly misleading flat up lie of what was going on. It was, oh, Jalen Warren got announced as a starter at the game. Oh, that's the story. He re- he's replaced Najee Harris. No, he didn't. Nope, so it was announced as well. Yeah. So no, so I'm I'm not speaking like that to Steelers freaking like, yeah, that's where you would have read that. There they they did that because Coach Tomlin knew they were going to be using both of them, wanted to give him a chance to run out of the tunnel with his name being announced as well. Thought he deserved it. And there it is. Rich, we've so, got to get to so it. We're running who, over who again. Was, I said we so who was it. left out then, Dave? That's the other thing. And I'm just like, well, there's the punishment. It was one George Pickens. Did not get enough. Who, who ironically, though, on the first play of the game, was on the field. Was on the field, yeah. So it was all because about he caught, he caught the first pass. He yeah. caught a pass, and, first play of the game. And so. I said that in our Slack channel. I'm like, um, I guess that was his punishment. Not that he didn't get to start, but he didn't get to be, get announced. <laughs> so, but no, Jay, Jay Warren's really doing that myself. 
Oh, I'm telling you, I'm uh, right now. I am I am loving the two hit the two headed beast at running backs. Yes. I right now I really am. I think it could really work in the Steelers' favor. Um, mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Now, Rich, you've been at two other home games. Was George? Were you? Who was announced? Offense or defense? When you were there, you remember? Was George Pickens announced? Yes. Yeah, I thought so because he normally would get announced. So yeah. So very, very interesting. So, Rich, let's talk about this game coming up. We had to. I mean, to me, what we were talking about is important. Steelers are so they going to go out with the Browns and attack and just try to and win, or are they going to do everything they can to not lose the game throughout the game? To then give themselves a chance to win at the end, or get or get themselves a lead and do everything they can to not lose. So, what are your thoughts? Do you have to give me your score yet? Just give me some some thoughts on um, uh, the game coming up. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. If every, everybody listening has no clue, but I, I yeah, you're, I, this just I, throws I, his I don't know. You know what so, I mean? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Could the Steelers come out and okay. win this game? Absolutely. Could the Steelers come out and just, you know, if Mika Fitzpatrick doesn't play, there's still no communication. The Browns are able to run the ball like crazy because of the inside linebackers are still trying to figure it out. And it's just one of those games that you're just like, they're just get it out of your system and just get trounced and you got to learn from it and move on. I could see, I, I could see it either way. I, I don't know. Just, just let me say this. If the Steelers defense can, you know, Start the game holding holding Deshaun Watson, you know, one for nine with an interception. One for nine for it was like six yards and an yeah. interception. Pick six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would hope that they would continue allowing him to play that way and not let him come back huge and beat you. But yeah, because I mean, he um, was like he had crazy second half stats there. That. I'm like, those are supposed to be two elite defenses, and they're just letting that go on the rest of that game. So that, that was so, that was part of what I thought too. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. All right. So, are you ready to give us your score prediction? Uh, the little sure. Okay. Now, remember, everyone in the live chat, you got to wait. Don't get throw yours out there. I'll put it out there, and then we'll read them all off as quick as we can. All right. Um, do you want me to do my other thing before or after the score prediction? I can't remember what your other thing is. Go. Oh, go for it. You can do it now. Do it now. Okay. Hey, uh, gotta throw out there to everybody. Um, I I have I have a pair of tickets for sale. Um, I didn't have them, and then suddenly, um, my folks that were going to take them had something come up, so they are not going to be taking them. So I have a set of tickets. Tickets. Uh, two tickets, section 539, row V, seats 12 and 13. Uh, 100 bucks a piece, so 200 bucks for the pair. If anybody's interested, Dave has thrown my email up on the screen. It yep, is it's rich, on the screen. Rich Schofield. Schofield was S-C-H-O, field, at yahoo.com. And just pop me an email, first first come, first serve. I got some other places I'm eventually going to put them up because the time is running short for me to try to see and get rid of them. Although I will say, in the end, if I do not get rid of them, I'm going. But I really, me too. I really don't want to that game. So if you buy Rich's really tickets, no one. This was a game I really wasn't planning on going to. But if push comes yeah. shove, I'm yeah, yeah, I'm going. Yep. So 
Okay. So. All right. Now, score prediction. Hold on. This... We got a super chat from Afton. She okay. wants to know if there's any news of Watson's ankle. No. He the, has, there... he has, Ashton, he has two of them. Yeah, he has two of them. <laughs> yes. So. Um, we'll, we'll find out more with tomorrow's first injury report. That's when we'll actually get there. Um, all right, now, now, all right, now, score prediction. Now yeah, okay, score prediction. Okay, um, uh, I'm not sure what to think. You know, sometimes I always base it off of what the team, the team yeah. we're playing, did the week before. I, I don't know what to say after watching what went on with that Cleveland Baltimore game. I have no clue what cl- the Cleveland Browns are right now. Yeah, they, I mean, they're not just Jekyll and Hyde; they were Jekyll and Hyde within the same game. Yeah. So uh, I have no idea. It's going to be tough for the Steelers to go into Cleveland and do it. The Browns are going to be looking for a little bit of payback after the Steelers, what Steelers did on Monday Night Football in Week Two. Um, I expect it to be another close game. Uh, I'm saying Steelers probably come up on the short end this time. I'm going to say t- Browns twenty-one, Steelers eighteen. Twenty-one, eighteen. Twenty-one, eighteen. Okay. There we go. Marky D wants to know if those are 2024 tickets. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, Marky D, no, they coming would be up for de- December 3rd. Be for December 3rd of this year against the Arizona mm-hmm. Cardinals. Yep, and here we go. A lot of people were ready. We got yes, Christopher 11. He's got 2817 Steelers. Remember, if you don't say a team, we're going to assume you mean Steelers. Afton Ford says 21 to 20 Steelers. Um, you to do. Um, Steelers Freak said that Watson says he's going to play, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, Steel Dog 88 says 20 to 17 Steelers in OT. There he is. I didn't even know if Thomas Riley was here tonight. Uh, I, I was gonna say, I hadn't seen him all night, but he's there and he's ready. 24 24 Steelers Browns still doesn't trust the black and gold. Okay. Um, George says 27 17 Steelers. Kathy Ford says 21 18 Steelers. So she has your score, but the other way around. Uh, Steelers Pittsburgh says 24-10 Steelers. Kevin Brokenborough says 23-17 Steelers. Felicia, hey, Felicia, says 16-14 with the Steelers win. Okay? Um, Somebody said, here's here's what, Brian Brown says 23-21, Boz turn to win the game. Somebody sent me an idea for a shirt that I sent on to Jeff that he's going to try to do. I'm going to say it on this show, so I hope Jeff isn't upset. Said, it's not that Boz is automatic. He's Bozomatic. 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 <laughs> oh, gee Yeah. Uh, Wes, Wes, he's back on the train. He said they were going to go two and whatever the rest of the season. They won last week, and now he thinks they're going to win this week. So, oh, it's going to be bad the rest of the way. So, um, Wes has 25-18 Steelers. Okay, because he thinks Watson's going to throw a bunch of picks, which would not surprise me at all. Um, sorry, everything just went away for me for a second. Sean Manahan says, did it come up? Um, Steelers 27, Clown 17, Valley Ford says 23-17 Steelers. Brenton House says 26-16 Steelers. John Walter has 20-17 Steelers. Joseph Donovan has 26-23 Steelers. This is a much different crowd than how they were in, in the post-game show yeah. Sunday. I don't think we would have seen these scores, okay? I don't think so. Outside Steelers fan says, good guys, 24-17, to and it's not going to be as close as what the score says. 
Uh, Dennis C says that it's Browns 24, Steelers 16. Jay Hanna says, I clicked it, 21 20 Steelers. Um, Kobe DeCan, 24 17 Browns. Uh, Knight Rider has 23 19 Steelers. Um, someone's asked for what game the ticket was for. Just remember Arizona, Car- December 3rd. It's the next time the Steelers are at home. It's yep. their next home game, the first Sunday in December. Okay. Uh, Gavin Anthony says 23 20 Browns. He says, flip the score if Minka plays. That's a pretty it's a pretty that's a pretty good pretty good prediction, you know. It's a pretty good um, take. Yeah. Oh, um, Mark Tobit says uh 35 17 Steelers. He's guaranteeing a victory. Go for it, Mark. Yeah. Um, let's see. Sherry Richards says 23-19. It's a 23-19, which that's is what, what I said after week. the game. And then the Steelers even tweeted it out later. Okay. Yeah. I almost put I almost put it in the knee jerk reaction, but I yeah. didn't. <laughs> oh, Marky D, uh, Steelers Nation! I'll show you Steelers twenty two, Bengals suck, Browns seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> he will get that in anywhere he can. Uh, uh, Mr. Woodside says Browns twenty to nineteen. Um, let's see. Okay, now Wes is ready for them to go thirteen and four. I got you, Wes. Good. I'm glad you had a change of heart after last week. You 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 had me concerned. I'm like, come on, Wes always still believes. Uh Justin Gall says Browns 31, Steelers 28. He says Pickett's gonna have a big game, but the Steelers still are gonna win. Uh Jeremiah Yoder says 25-16 Steelers. Steelers Fanatic 78 says 27-24 Steelers. Jennifer says 13-16 Steelers. Uh Richard Adamson says 27-21 Steelers. Uh, Ruben Stone says 24-20. Good guys. Kenny will be back. Um, that's all I got right now. So yes. I've already said, make sure you check out all our podcasts. Let's ride tomorrow. If you want to hear some more Kenny Pickett stuff, um, trying to put that to bed. Jeff, Jeff's going to have a good a good talk about that. But we have a regular schedule coming up because um, it's, once again, it's Sunday, 1 o'clock, when God intended NFL football to be played. Uh, Michael, is that Crudell? I'll sure. say that. I'll go with it. Uh, 15, 12 Browns. Okay. Um, I thought Sherry, I thought Sherry put up a score of 12, 12 to five, but no, she still thinks the Steelers can go 12 and five. Like to start. So rich, what do you have to say to close? Oh, you got your, you got your uh, worthless two cents article. That'll be out tomorrow on steelcurtainnetwork.com. Make sure you check that out. I've got the players mentioned article. Um, and rich, what do you have to say to close this out here tonight? All right. Well, Hey, we're going to, I feel bad for the Pittsburgh Steelers because they're having to just cross over those state lines to that state that just smells jaggy when you <laughs> get there. But the Steelers, they're going to, they're going to suck it up. They're going to go to that God awful city that never rocked. And they're going to do battle with the Browns. I, I expect another close game. I, I this will not be a blowout either way. I expect another close game. Um, honestly, just watch. If you didn't watch Pittsburgh Dad episode came out today, watch it. I thought it was hilarious when he had his puke bucket ready uh, because that's how I feel some weeks. Um, I, I expect it to be another game kind of like that. It's going to be either. 
utter joy or utter disappointment right at the very end. Why? Because that seems to be how the Steelers play football. At least there's one really good thing about the Steelers playing this week, and that is that they will be playing at 1 o'clock on Sunday when God intended football to be played. And because of that, you can almost guarantee that if I am not in the stadium, I am sitting on my couch in front of my TV with Kyle sitting on the other couch, listening to me yell at the TV, getting mad when I change the channel like our father used to in the middle of the game. <laughs> um, but it'll be, it, it, it will always and forever be the most enjoyable thing I do. I love Steeler football. Can't wait. Wait!